Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the beautiful day you blessed us with, so many other things, and now the blessed opportunity to get back into your word helps now as we continue our studies. As we pray in Jesus' precious holy name, amen. Continuing our Bible study from A to Z in the word happiness, if we'll turn to the Gospel of John in chapter 14. Here we can see some teaching directly from the Lord as it reads, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. That ought to make you happy. To know that He is coming back to get us to be with Him and to be with Him forever, as He has told us in the other Gospels, that He will be with us always. And now He's telling us here that He's also gone to prepare a place. And we see other Scripture references that we'll get into where there's going to be new heaven, new earth, where we will dwell with Him for eternity. As it continues in verse 4, and whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? And Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Clear statement. The only way to the Heavenly Father is by way of Jesus Christ. The only way to a life with Him for eternity is through acceptance of His finished work. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know Him and have seen Him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me, hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works' sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. And that is awesome that we have that assurance of that connection, and we get that connection as well as he continues to teach us here in verse 15. If ye love me, keep my commandments. Now he emphasized the two great commandments of love God with all your existence and to love others as yourself. So when you love God and you love your neighbor, then you are fulfilling the two great commandments, and within that fall all the other commandments. 
If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. And in the King James, you see the word comforter capitalized, another name for the Holy Ghost. Verse 17, even the Spirit of Truth, which is another name for the Holy Ghost, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. And that is awesome, that we have available to us the indwelling Spirit of God to actually come into us and dwell with us. Reads, I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. He is coming to us in the form of the Holy Ghost when we accept Him, when we receive Him. He's holding a free gift out there, salvation, an invitation to become part of the family, being dwelt with the Holy Ghost, being given the Comforter and the Spirit of Truth, the Spirit of Truth that helps us realize what is true, what is false, what is accurate, and that comfort that comes upon us even in the hardest of times, that can bring us full joy and full happiness. Because I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. At that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. These two verses he was speaking specifically for that time to the disciples, talking about how he was going to be crucified, buried, raised again, and ascend to the Father. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him, revealing himself to us by way of the Holy Ghost, indwelling us, always being there with us and guiding us and teaching us and supporting us and making us happy. In verse 22, Judas saith unto him, not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. Isn't that awesome? That reassurance once again that He lives right within us, that He indwells us, becomes a part of us when we make that connection, when we are reconciled with God through the finished work of Jesus Christ. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. This verse 26 is so profound. It just lets us know the accuracy of the words recorded by the disciples, the apostles, the writings that have been preserved for us, 
that they are inspired of God, that they are from the teaching that was given to them directly by the Holy Ghost, which also rolls over into all of us current believers that trust in Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior and are indwelt with the Spirit of Truth, indwelt with the Holy Ghost, the Comforter, and He teaches us. He teaches us right from within. He teaches us when we study the Word, when we experience life, when we pray, when we commune with the Holy Ghost. Those things come to us by grace. A wondrous thing to experience that ought to really bring you happiness. As he continues, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. That's an awesome one there that ought to bring you happiness even in the hardest of times. The debt peace that passeth all understanding can come upon us even in the midst of the challenges that we face and in the midst of this dark world that is getting continuously darker. All the challenges, but yet we can still be happy because we can have that peace that is a gift directly from God. As it continues, Ye have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If ye loved me, ye would rejoice, because I said, I go unto the Father, for my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it come to pass, that when it is come to pass, ye might believe. Another indication, directly letting them know that I'm telling you things right now you can't comprehend, you don't really understand, but later it will all be revealed to you. Hereafter I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world cometh and hath nothing in me, speaking of Satan, but that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do. Arise, let us go hence. And he continues to teach them. In chapter 15 here, I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Here he's teaching them in something that they could see and have probably participated in themselves, in the pruning of a tree. You need to cut away the suckers on a fruit tree that just drain the tree and aren't beneficial. They don't produce any fruit. They don't bear any fruit. So you cut that away. And we can look at this in our lives that there are things that need to be trimmed away. When we trust in the Lord and listen to the guidance of the Holy Ghost is within us, there'll be things cut away from us, be things removed. Not physical parts of our bodies, of course, but actions, activities, attitudes, behaviors, that can be draining on us, that need to be cut away so that we can bear the kind of fruit we're supposed to. Verse 3, Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye, except ye abide in me. We've got to know everything that we produce is as a result of being connected to the Lord. The fruits that we bear, if we are trying to stand on our own, we can do nothing of our own, not even take a single breath. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do 
nothing. Nothing. Clear and simple. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned, and will be burned for eternity in the lake of fire. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you, continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. That's the focus of this study right now, is the happiness, is the joyfulness, and the full joyfulness that we can have when we truly are connected to the Lord in the right way, and when we are trimmed of all the stuff that needs to be trimmed away, and we have such a relationship with the Father, and such faith and trust in Him that these words can apply to us. Like in verse 7 again, If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. There's a lot of qualifiers in there. How much of a connection have you got? How much faith have you got? How devoted are you to serving the Lord and staying within the will of the Lord and asking for and doing things that bring honor and glory to the Lord that are in the perfect will of the Lord? If you've got all that in the alignment, then these words apply. And you can have, as he says there in verse 11, These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. The fullness of our joyfulness, our happiness, is available to us when we are completely filled with the joyfulness of Jesus Christ. And that is beyond what we can comprehend. And we can, as I said earlier, be happy in whatever the situation is. Verse 12, This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Once again, focusing on the most important commandments is that love. And that is a sincere concern for others, as well as a complete devotion and submission to God. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. Once again, the qualifier in there. If you do whatsoever I command you. And what has he just commanded us? That we love one another. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth, but I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. 
Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. Now this is over and over he's telling us this, that whatsoever we ask, he's going to give it to us. He was talking directly here to the disciples. It was right there in front of him, yes. But this also applies to anyone who is as devoted as those men were to following him, to trusting in him, and filled with the Holy Ghost, and fully submitted, completely, not just partially, not just part-timers, not just a little bit on the side, but completely and fully devoted to service of the Lord. Then we can have the full joyfulness that is available to us and have our prayers answered in the way that we desire when we stay in the perfect will of the Lord and are guided by the Holy Ghost. These things I command you, that ye love one another. If the world hate you, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. And that's one of the things we got to realize when we're out there preaching and teaching and witnessing and passing out tracts and trying to help folks and they turn on you, they hate you, they say evil things against you, tell lies against you, do everything they can to stop you. They're really rejecting Jesus Christ. That's who they're really mad at. If ye were of the world, the world would love his own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Hates us, because the Lord has chosen us. Just like he said back there in verse 16, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit. So each and every one of us have been chosen by God. He calls us. We respond. Then he gives us a task to do. That's that ordination. He's ordained us to bear fruits. What kind of fruits? We don't know yet until he reveals that to us. And then we get out there and do what he wants us to do, and we bear those fruits. Remember the word that I said unto you, The servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my sayings, they will keep yours also. But all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. If I had not come and spoken unto them, they had not had sin. But now they have no cloak for their sin." He that hateth me hateth my father also. Speaking of those that he was dealing with that were persecuting him and the others and those that we still see today that are persecuting, that are antichrists, that are rising up against the Lord. It reads, If I had not done among them the works which none other man did, they had not had sin. But now have they both seen and hated both me and my father. But this cometh to pass that the word might be fulfilled that is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. But when the Comforter, of course that's the Holy Ghost. But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. See, when we listening to the Holy Ghost, he's teaching us about the Father and the Son. And ye also shall bear witness, because ye have been with me from the beginning. That, of course, going directly to the disciples that were right there through the whole ministry of 
Jesus Christ and being able to witness what they experienced and what they had seen firsthand. Let's roll right on into chapter 16 as he continues teaching us here in ways that we can have that full joyfulness that he mentioned earlier. These things have I spoken unto you that ye should not be offended. Not be offended. Not be surprised when the persecution comes your way. Not being surprised when the challenges come up. Not being surprised when the hatred and lies are coming up against you. Not to be offended. To keep your joyfulness. To have full peace. To be happy. These things have I spoken unto you that ye should not be offended. They shall put you out of the synagogues. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God's service. Of course, this is fulfilled pretty early on, even as we see Saul persecuting the Christians, leading them back to Jerusalem to be killed, and then on that road to Damascus being converted, becoming one of the the greatest of the evangelists, of the missionaries, of the apostles. But as it continues, And these things will they do unto you, because they have not known the Father nor me. Even though they might pretend to be godly, or proclaim that they are godly, they are not. They are selfish. They are serving themselves and Satan, not the Lord. These things will they do unto you, because they have not known the Father nor me. Those that come up against you have no connection with the Father. But these things have I told you, that when the time shall come, ye may remember that I have told you of them. And these things I said not unto you at the beginning, because I was with you. But now I go my way to him that sent me, and none of you asketh me whither goest thou. But because I have said these things unto you, sorrow hath filled your heart. Speaking directly to the disciples there, of course. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And we know this is fulfilled in Acts chapter 2 when they are all in the upper room there and the Holy Ghost comes upon them. And we know that after the day of Pentecost, when anybody trusts Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that the Holy Ghost comes into them immediately, seals them, reconciles them to the Father, and begins to do a work within them. Verse 8, And when He is come, of course the Holy Ghost, He will reprove the world of sin, and of righteousness, and of judgment. Of sin, because they believe not on me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father, and ye see me no more. Of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. Because they did not have the indwelling Spirit of the Holy Ghost yet. They could not comprehend it. They could not understand it until having the Holy Ghost. Just as when you have people out here in the world that have not trusted in Jesus Christ, that have not been filled with the Holy Ghost, read the Bible and it's total confusion to them. But a truly born-again Christian, when they read, when they study, the Lord reveals to them what they can 
know and understand at that time. As they mature, they learn more and more and more. That's why you should never quit studying. You always keep reading it. Because as you grow, as you accept it, as you apply it, then the Lord multiplies that. He multiplies your understanding and revelation to you of His will, of His way, of His word. I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. How be it? When He, the Spirit of truth, is come, He will guide you into all truth. And that's what I was just talking about. How when you're indwelt with the Holy Ghost, He reveals to truth to us when we study it. For He shall not speak of Himself, but whatsoever He shall hear, that shall He speak, and He will show you things to come. The prophecies that were revealed to them, that were recorded for us to be able to study. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore said I that he shall take of mine, and shall show it unto you. A little while, and ye shall not see me. And again a little while, and ye shall see me, because I go to the Father." Here again, talking directly to the disciples there about how he was going to be buried. Killed on that cross, buried, and rose again the third day. Send it to the Father. Then said some of the disciples among themselves, What is this that he saith unto us a little while, and ye shall not see me? And again a little while, and ye shall see me, and because I go to the Father. They said, Therefore, what is this that he saith? A little while. We cannot tell what he saith. Now Jesus knew that they were desirous to ask him, and said unto them, Do ye inquire among yourselves of that I said, A little while, and ye shall not see me, and again a little while, and ye shall see me. Verily, verily, I say unto you, that ye shall weep and lament, but the world shall rejoice, and ye shall be sorrowful, but your sorrow shall be turned into joy." The joyfulness that they experienced when they were able to witness right there firsthand the risen Christ. A woman, when she is in travail, hath sorrow because her hour is come. But as soon as she is delivered of the child, she remembereth no more the anguish for joy that a man is born into the world. And ye now therefore have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice." and your joy no man taketh from you. No man taketh from you. The kind of joyfulness, the kind of happiness that we can have when we're indwelt with the Holy Ghost and know that we have a, a home with Jesus Christ to look forward to. And in that day ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he will give it you. Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. These things have I spoken unto you in Proverbs, but the time cometh when I shall no more speak unto you in Proverbs, but I shall show you plainly of the Father. At that day ye shall ask in my name, and I say not unto you that I will pray the Father for you. See, here he's telling them, and it also applies to us, that when we are indwelt with the Holy Ghost, that we have that direct connection by way of the Holy Ghost through the finished work of Jesus Christ to the Heavenly Father. 
For the Father himself loveth you, because ye have loved me, and have believed that I came out from him. I came forth from the Father, and am come into the world again. I leave the world, and go to the Father. His disciples said unto him, Lo, now speakest thou plainly, and speakest no proverb. Now are we sure that thou knowest all things, and needest not that any man should ask thee. By this we believe that thou camest forth from God. Say in the right words, but still not indwelt with the Holy Ghost, which the Lord brings up. And Jesus answered them, Do ye now believe? Behold, the hour cometh, yea, is now come, that ye shall be scattered, every man to his own, and shall leave me alone. And yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. These things have I spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In a world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And then in chapter 17, the Lord prays for the disciples. And that prayer can apply to us as well. A sincere prayer lifting up and speaking to the Heavenly Father concerning all of those that truly believe in, in, in and accept Jesus Christ and His finished work and are indwelt with the Holy Ghost and that we can truly have that full joy that He spoke of there, the full joyfulness that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ indwelt with the Holy Ghost and being able to have that full joyfulness as it says over there in verse 11, chapter 15, verse 11. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. So if you want to be filled with joyfulness, if you want to be filled with happiness, totally submit yourselves over to the Lord, trust in Him, and let Him trim away the things that need to be trimmed away so we can bear the kind of fruit that we're supposed to be bearing and to love others love God with all your existence and love others and share the love of Jesus Christ, get ourselves out of the way, and then we can be filled with all that happiness. And it can be a light into this dark world. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you oh so much for the many things you have in store for us that truly believe in you. And help us to have the encouragement to get on out there and share that with others as well so they can be filled with that peace and that joyfulness. Thank you once again as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Thank you.